Hey everybody, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast and in this episode we're going to be talking about some more business tips and techniques that are going to help you better achieve your dream of owning your own business. But first, it's moto time. Hey, remember this, rich people, poor people. Think about that when it comes to tax time. I always say, never quit your day job while conquering the world. That's what my daddy always says. And remember, time is money. Money is time. Wasting time, you're just wasting money. Don't want to waste time. Don't rob Peter to pay Paul. Hey, be more careful about what you do with your money. Success in society is what we dictate. People out there in the world are going to try to rob and pillage you. Remember, do what you got to do. Hold on to your dreams and keep their dream a reality. Because you can believe it, you can conceive it. That's how life is. Be true to yourself and be a, be a gangster about when it comes to being your business. Now, also remember, like the movie Next Friday, how Big Worm said to Smokey, he always said, hey, playing with my money is like playing with my emotions. You don't do that. And from Wall Street, Gordon Gecko said this quote. He says, hi, ladies and gentlemen. You you don't you you don't want me. You need me. For lack of a better word, greed is good. In a sense, he's trying to tell you that greed is good because capitalism makes the world go round. Think about that. Let's begin. I'm gonna dive right in. Um, there's a good there's this um there's this guy that there's this um person that I'm going to um every from, from now on I'm gonna every so often I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce him and bring him into the thing. He's going to be Dr. A.W. Yeah, Dr. A.W. He's going to be called Dr. A.W. And that's what he's going to be called, Dr. A.W. Smith. It's Dr. A.W. Smith, but I just call him Dr. A.W. Because that's who he is, Dr. A.W. And that's who he is. He's this guy. He's this, um, he's this red pill type of person. He <clears throat> talks, about, talks about everybody doesn't doesn't really care for women he thinks women are the scum of the earth but i want to i want him to come on my podcast i want to have him on my podcast and and he's going to talk about some things about i want him to he's going to do one of my podcasts or he's going to talk about some views on how he feels about the way his political his personal views on women and men in general nothing about um gender yeah, with women and stuff. But I'm going to have him on Dr. A.W. I always say A.W. Smith, but it's just Dr. A.W. I always say Smith because I always say, you need to get your last name. You need to change it to Smith. He says, nope. He said, that's my daddy's name. And he said, that's my daddy's name. My mama said when I came out, my daddy took one look at me and said, that's your name. And that's how he named him. Dr. A.W. Dr. A.W. Gave him A.W. and everybody wants to, I don't know what it means, but he says it stands for something else. But I'll let him tell you when he comes on, all right? <coughs> so on one of my one of my episodes, I'm going to introduce him, Dr. A.W. He is the, he's the leading expert when it comes to the red pill, talking about women being chauvinistic. And he's a narcissistic, unapologetic, and he don't care about what women think. He really don't care what men think. All he cares about is what he thinks. And he always says, I'm right and they're wrong. And and everybody I know, whenever they hear him, they always tell me that he's so antiquated. His views are so outdated. They're like from the archaic days of the 40s and the 50s. And I go, that's the way he thinks. 
He needs to get with the times. We don't think like that. And I tell everybody, well, he does. So I'm going to have him on here and I'm going to have him talk about that. But enough about him. But eventually I'm going to have him on in Dr. A.W. That's what he called. And I'm going to get him on here and we're going to get him to start talking and stuff. But right now, we're going to start dealing into things right now. Listen, when it comes to business, everyone needs to understand about success in society. We're going to start dwelling into what we're going to do. It's called how life and how the dream of you can turn what reality is and how um, morning, how the metaphor of how you could do whatever you want to do. Because listen, no, nothing in life is guaranteed for you. No one else can tell you what you can and can't do. What's a good one? Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's probably... No one can tell you what you can and cannot do. If you want to be successful, you can be successful. If you want to change the world, you can actually change the world. No one said you cannot do anything. It's all about you. You can do whatever you want to do because you're who you are. Don't ever let the world tell you, Oh, you can't do that. Or, oh, no one said you can't do that. Or... No one said this or no one said that. You could do whatever you want to do because it's your body, your mind, your soul, your creations. Do whatever you want to do. And you could do whatever you want. And that's how I look at it. And I look at things like that because I, I see the potential that you can do. Sorry, I was, I was typing something. Sorry, I was looking at something. I was typing something. I'm still researching about the, um, the Philippine government and stuff. That's what I was doing. Some research popped up on my phone. Some research popped up on my phone. I was looking at it. But I'm just going to tell you, um, the, the thing I'm going to tell you about right now, look, um, today is a day. Look, the, um, I'm going to tell you right now, today is a day. No, like no other day. If you really want to get up there and you want to make this, you want to be this beast and you want to be this guy, I mean, you want to be this beast. Look, let me tell you something. I know a guy, I read this story. I watched this video. I literally just got through watching it last night about this guy who was a Navy SEAL. Guy wanted to be a Navy, the guy wanted to be the bad guy. He was from Nigeria. Came to the U.S. He was a, he's a, he was an American, Niger, he was an American born, Nigerian raised child. Yes, he was born in America, but raised in Nigeria all of his life when he was little. So he had dual citizenship. He, sp- he spoke mostly Nigerian, you know, their language, you know. And so he always identified as being Nigerian because not a U- he know he's a U.S. citizen. He had Nigerian, you know. So he came back to America and was raised after, <coughs> after his family. His father was killed, brutally killed over there in the rebel takeover and stuff. and took all of his wealth. He became, he was, he was rich then came poor his mom came back to brooklyn in new york and and raised him he was a bad child he um just lived bad lives had you know the wrong side of tracks he was a hustler sold pagers and cell phones to drug dealers he would get them activated and then you know turn them on and then sell them to the dealers before the bill gets due and stuff so he got you know stuff like that he said he ended up going to jail he was looking at jail time so he decided he saw this thing he always thought about wanting to be a navy wanting to join a navy seal so he went to go see a recruiter and a recruiter 
said you had two warrants on him. And he said, what do you mean? You got two warrants. Smart as he is, he couldn't pass the ASVAB. There's certain parts of the ASVAB he could not get. Smart whip, but couldn't pass her analytics on the ASVAB to get him into the Navy SEAL program. So she got him in, a bunch of waivers and stuff. So he became a, he was a, became a Navy corpsman. He became a Navy corpsman. And with the Navy corpsman, he was detached to Navy SEAL training. So, so he ended up staying in. He got enough. He he got he stayed in long enough. He qualified to go into SEAL school. He passed, but but what he could not do was morning, and he could not do was he could not swim. So he tried and tried, just couldn't swim. He thought it would just you know he'll wing it, but he couldn't swim. And because he couldn't swim, that was his downfall. So they took him out and said, "You can't swim." You, you, you're good, you, you pass buds, but you gotta swim. So what he did was, they sent him back to, back to being a corpsman. He became an FMF corpsman. When he became an FMF corpsman, Fleet Marine Force, FMF means Fleet Marine Force corpsman, and he was at a detachment with a unit, and, and stuff, and he was going over to Iraq, he was going over to Afghanistan, and stuff like that. He hung out with Marines, and by hanging with Marines, Marines taught him a valuable lesson called um, core values taught him how to be have that warrior ethos see when a marine ta- or a marine has a warrior ethos it means you dig from within yourself so you humble yourself and then from humbling yourself you learn how to grasp and do things so while he was in the while he was in the marine corps while he was detached with the marines he started learning how to swim he learned how to swim he hung out with Marines. Marines showed him techniques. He, he grasped. He learned how to swim. Then from there, he applied again to, to the SEAL school. Went back again. <clears throat> graduated. <clears throat> he was on SEAL Team 3. Sorry. He was on SEAL Team 3. Guy was a beast. The reason I tell you that because that guy right there did not let any setbacks settle him down. I'm telling you. He did not let settle him down at all. I'm just telling you. He did not let no one settle him down. And he let the world was his oyster. He beat the world down. I'm telling you right now, he was a beast at it. Because he created this positive motivation. So he was a SEAL. He was over, he went to, he was in Afghanistan. He was in the Hellman Providence. He was all over the world traveling and doing things for the SEALs. And then one day he got married, had a wife and kids. Living in the, living the military life. One day he decided this life is I want to raise my kids. I want to be there for my kids. So he got out of the military, took his GI Bill, went to college, got a master's degree, turned around, started a company, was sitting at his desk, and he got a phone call. A director wanted him to be in a movie. Transformers. He said, sure. Want him to be a consultant for Transformers. So he went in there and became a consultant. With his, with his Navy SEAL training and earning that Triton, he became a beast. And the director asked him, can you stay a whole week? Can you stay until the movie's finished? He said, yes, I can. They put him in a role, gave him a speaking role. He earned his SAG card. Now that guy right there also was starting another movie, then became another movie. And then another movie. That guy was in there, and then he was doing commercials. And then he, he wrote his own book, then wrote his own screenplay. Now he's pitching it. What I'm telling you, that guy never let setbacks discourage him the reason why i'm telling you that is that you should not let anything set back or set back you down let the world create you 
Become this beast. And that's what you need to do. Create the dynasty that you should create. Let the world see you. Let the world hear you. Like, um, you want to be out there. You want the world to hear you. Like Katy Perry says in her late in her old song, Roar. Hear me roar, yes. And like um, Alicia Keys, this girl's on fire. Yes, that's what you got to be like. And I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that it's a mentality thing. You got to get into that beast mode. You got to get into that mentality that this is what you're going to do. Because you got to tell yourself today is a day that you're going to change the world. Today is the day that you're going to wake up and you're going to realize that there's nothing that's going to stop you. There's nothing that you're going to do, but you're going to get out there and you're going to hustle. You're going to get out there and you're going to grind. And you're going to grind hard. And no one's going to tell you what you can and cannot do. You're just going to get out there and you're just going to do it. See, see, that's the thing. You got to get out there and you got to tell yourself this is what you're going to do. You can't sit there and say, well, I'm thinking about doing my YouTube channel. Or I'm thinking about starting my company. Or I'm thinking about making money. I'm thinking about doing this. Well, when you're thinking, how about this? How about you're thinking about being broke? Or you're thinking about being poor? Or you're thinking about sitting at a dead-end job just working day in and day out? Would you rather, here's the question I always ask for anyone. I tell everyone the same concept. Would you rather work for yourself or would you rather work for someone else? I know the cushion job of you working for your, for someone else is always better. Because you know why? Because you have the stability. When you work for yourself, it's a risk. Because you're stepping out of your comfort zone and doing something that you normally do not do. That is what, um, that is what the reality is. You know, you're doing something that you normally don't do. And you're stepping out of your comfort zone. You're becoming this beast. In this mindset. You know. And the world is just just waiting for you. You're just letting the world walk by day by day. You know, there's this saying. There's this old, there's this old analogy. The one-tenth of one percent are the people that are entrepreneurs. The one-tenth of one percent are people that are entrepreneurs that are willing to take a step out that door and to become a successful person to start their own business. Because starting your own business, starting a YouTube channel, starting a podcast, doing something that is is not comfortable is scary. I, I, I tell you like this. If you're going to do something that you never normally, if you're going to do something that you should not do, normally that you never have done, and it's scary to you, go do it. So a good example, if you're going to go out and start your own corporation, start your own company, start a restaurant, or start our own, start a bar, or I knew a guy who wanted to open up a strip club, that was something, and he didn't know how to open up a strip club, didn't know how to do that. But he just wanted to do that because he thought it'd be great to make a lot of money. But, you know, how do I get the girls and all this stuff? Well, guess what? He learned. He went to a particular strip club and he watched him. He just sat there and watched how the guy was, how the way it was ran. And then he went and he said, um, is the manager here? Manager walks up. He says, yeah, can I help you? What was going on? No, no, no. I, I have a question. Um, I'm thinking about, opening up a, thinking about opening up a strip club and I want to know, what do I need? What other steps do I need to do to open up a strip club? That's all I want to know. He says, how much time you got? I got, he said, Guy goes, how much time you got? He says, I got all the time you have. Really? Yeah, all I want you to do is just, you can just write it on a piece of paper and tell me exactly what I need to do step by step. I got a building. 
I got a building. I'm just I'm about to redo it and revamp it and make it into a nice place. But I just need to know what do I need to do. So he goes, okay. He grabbed a sheet of paper and says, come with me. He grabbed a sheet of paper. He wrote down exactly what he needed to do and how he needed to have it the way he wanted. You should have it like this. Not like this. Not like the way this one is. Trust me. You want to make, make money, right? Yep. Then you want to build it like this. So he wrote down. He told him exactly how to do it. Step by step. You have these type of rooms and stuff. And the guy, guess what the guy did? The guy sat there and built it. Per that manager's discretion the way he told him to do it i said he said would it be better if i just if you don't want to write i can just have my cell phone and i can audio i can video record you but if you don't want your face on there you could be looking i can have it like next to you and i just get your voice he said that sounds much better oh we could do that you so you don't have to be writing constantly because it's gonna be a lot you're probably gonna be writing a lot he says yeah that's true so the guy audio recorded him took his cell phone put it against the wall had it on the floor had it had it on the ground facing up and he recorded him the guy was talking he was telling him step by step how he should have it built the way he should have it designed to draw in the crowd to draw in the money makers draw in money makers and i said and then he said you need to hire you need to hire your your cocktail servers should be average looking girls (laughs) he said that's what you need average looking girls is your cocktail servers your girls that come on stage should be banging hot the perfectly looking girls but they gotta wear makeup to make themselves look that hot they gotta be that kind of hot young look like they just came out of high school perfect make sure they're legal make sure each one's legal make sure they have a social security card birth certificate you want them to have a social security card a birth certificate and a driver social security card birth certificate and state id or driver's license because he says because you don't want no legality and you better get insurance and get good bouncers yes and he said if you want to be slick make sure you have an atm machine in there so they can make money and make sure you have a pay you know get one of them pay machines where they can pay right there tell them the, the girls can just say hey go right here put the code in and they'll put out you a little receipt put my code in and they can pay a receipt you know and that you know and the guy did that the guy listened to that manager and he said the guy went and bought everything that manager said the reason why that manager told him to do that the manager said if i ever had a if i ever had a nightclub that's the way i would want it it's what he was telling him you should do it that way the guy literally listened to that manager, went back and built that night, built his nightclub that way. He said, if, you, if your place is not big enough, you need to get a bigger place. All right. But I tell you what. And that's a simple thing. And that's how he did it. Hey, I want to tell you each and every one of you out there. I love you. I appreciate you. Hey, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six podcast. And I want to tell you right now, Bravo Six going dark. <laughs>